I was recently reading an article in Table Talk magazine, and the writer said, we are living in a time when people are more concerned about the tone of what they say than the truthfulness of what they say. Mm. And I think that's true. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Welcome to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm Josh Philpott, your host. As always, I'm joined by Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church. Our guest today is Ken Ramey, the pastor of Lakeside Bible Church. Christianity in the public square is often framed as this judgmental religion. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be for good or for ill because it depends on who's saying that Christians are judgmental and who they might be referencing when, when they speak about that. I remember in college, I heard that um, many times because 9-11 took place when I was in college, when I was a sophomore in college. And the responses that different Christians had to 9-11 uh, uh, framed the debate about whether or not Christians are loving or judgmental. And, and a lot of times you hear somebody say, uh, doesn't the Bible say, thou shalt not judge, using the old King James English to say that, you should mm-hmm. not judge. Um, but then you have Christians judging uh, certain behavior or maybe certain public figures, you might call that judging, or maybe within the church itself, somebody is no longer a member of this church because of maybe things that they've done, you judge them in one way or another. Uh, what, what are Christians supposed to do, Pastor? I mean, are they, are, should Christians be judgmental or does the Bible really say, thou shalt not judge? Yeah, Christians should not be judgmental and sometimes Christians are judgmental. There's no denying that. But judgmentalism is when you take your personal opinions, your own preferences, and you oppose those, those views on others as if they are God's law. That's judgmentalism. Judging is something entirely different. Mm -hmm. We are called to judge. We are called to make judgments in the Christian life. Uh, The the most famous passage you noted, uh, most unbelievers, uh, perhaps it's the only thing they know in the Bible, but they know this. (laughs) Uh, Matthew 7, verse 1, judge not that you be not judged. Right? That's the verse you always hear. Jesus says that. Here, right. And they don't read down below that statement because the rest of the, of the statement on the part of Christ makes clear that there is judgment necessary. Verse two, for with the judgment you pronounce, you'll be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So just hmm. even in that, text. We're not taught that there's never a time I may need to help my brother with something that he's not seeing correctly, but I'm to examine myself first and and make sure that I'm seeing clearly. But the next statement says this, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and run to attack you. Now that calls for a judgment, doesn't it? How do I know who the dogs are? How do I know who the pigs are? I have to make make some kind of judgment. And there are other passages we could bring in as well where Jesus clearly taught us to judge, to make judgments, Mm. or to judge righteously, Mm -hmm. which is to say we judge according to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And if we're judging truly according to the scriptures, it won't just be a matter of ideas. It's also going to be a matter of attitude. So sometimes people will use the Bible, but in, a, in an attitude that's completely um, 
in disagreement with with the scriptures as a whole. Mm. So I, I'm, I am to make judgments, but with the scriptures, and I'm to make sure that my attitude matches the gods who gave those scriptures, that my attitude is, is that which God would be pleased with. Mm. Ken, what would you add to that? Well, I think that because we live in, in this age of tolerance where we're all to accept one another's opinions and mm, lifestyles true. and for anyone to say that's wrong, um, that sounds judgmental. Mm. Who are you to judge me? Well, mm. uh, I'm not judging you. God is judging you because what the Bible says, the Bible makes it very clear what is right and what is wrong. Uh, and there is black and white. There is truth and error. And, um, and so we have a responsibility as Christians to be discerning. The world would see it as being judgmental, but we're being discerning and we're speaking the truth, hopefully in love, like you said, that our attitudes, our actions would not misrepresent the truth of God's word. And I right. think typically that's where we as Christians go awry is, is it's not that what we're saying is wrong, it's how we're saying it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're making... Um, people can't get, get past our persona to hear the truth that we're, we're trying to communicate. But I think as long as we're uh, speaking the truth in love, we have a biblical responsibility to, to confront sin um, and, and, and sinful choices and sinful lifestyles, and, and, uh, but to do it in a very gracious, Christ-like way. Mm. Is, it, is it loving to judge someone in a Christ-like way? Yes. I think even sometimes, it, you know, and Ken's spot on, our tone can be really wrong. But I'm, I'm often confronted in the, in the Gospels with this idea. If I said what Jesus just said, now obviously we're not Jesus, right? Sure. And, and he, here's the sinless Son of God. But if I said what Jesus just said in the way that Jesus just said it, people would conclude I was unloving. Hmm. And yet here was the embodiment of perfect love, saying hard things. Hmm. I mean, he, he referred to some as, you know, vipers, mm-hmm. hypocrites, whitewashed tombs. I mean, Jesus used firm language in places. So um, I was recently reading an article in Table Talk magazine, and the writer said, we are living in a time when people are more concerned about the tone of what they say than the truthfulness of what they say. Hmm. And I think that's true. In other words, people will... Um, applaud someone who speaks softly when what they're saying is absolutely error <laughs> and, and condemn someone whom, whom they think is speaking sharply when the words need to be heard and the words are truthful. Um, so we need to be loving, but love, love can be straightforward. Love can be clear. Mm-hmm. Love can, can pronounce God's condemnation upon things that are justly condemned. Um, so it's a matter of, of balance. It's a matter of being scripture saturated to get your attitude right in the right places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does, it, it's not loving if somebody has a... Uh, uh, a, a misguided notion of their identity to say, hey, you can be whatever you want or you can, right. whatever in our culture, what you mentioned, if it feels good, you can do it, mm-hmm. right? That's not loving of us to to, to say, yes, you, you can. It's actually unloving to do that. The loving thing, like what you said, Ken, yeah. is to address it with the scriptures That's right. and to judge that 
behavior tested against the scriptures. Yeah, to use an analogy, if, if, if someone visited a, a doctor and they had cancer and there was a way to treat the cancer, but the doctor didn't want to, to make the person feel bad by telling them they had cancer, no one would consider that to be loving. Mm-hmm. They would consider that to be malpractice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the person has cancer, you've got to tell them that and then tell them there's a way to, to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same applies in, the, in this realm. When we know someone is headed for an everlasting hell and we won't deliver the bad news that they're a sinner who desperately needs the grace of God and we don't deliver the good news that there's an answer for their sins, that's not loving someone. That's spiritual malpractice. We've got to tell the truth. Hmm. Just make sure that we do it in love. Okay. Yeah, I think about Galatians 6, 1 that says, mm-hmm. brethren, if you see someone overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one with a spirit of gentleness, mm-hmm. looking to yourself, lest you too be mm-hmm. tempted. And again, I think it's the attitude with which we go about confronting that person, restoring that person, um, getting them back on the right path of truth. Um, obviously, we do it gently, but I, I appreciate that last phrase, looking to yourself lest you to be tempted, that we recognize, but for the grace of God, that would be us. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, that, as Paul did, he was the worst sinner, the chief sinner. Um, in other words, living with the mindset that you're the worst sinner you know, uh, there's a humility that comes out and comes across when you're confronting other people about their sin, or you're, you're in a position where you have to do that, that, that you don't come across judgmental because you're recognizing, you know what, that could be me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm not gonna come down with this condescending, how could you, uh, I would never do that attitude. It's, it's, you know what, I may have not done it, but I've thought it, um, I could, and I could easily do that but brother, I love you, I care for you, and how can I help you get out of this? And yet scripture with scripture, that is no doubt, that's the, that's the rule, right? Mm-hmm. And yet there has to be a place in humility and graciousness for sharp rebukes. Yes. Because the scripture teaches that too. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about Titus now, first chapter, um, talking about Cretans you know, who have the reputation for being lazy and all the rest. And Paul writes, verse 13, this testimony is true, therefore rebuke them sharply mm-hmm. that they may be sound in the faith. I mean, there is a time for sharp rebuke. Mm-hmm. And I think about Paul's very strong words in Galatians about anyone who would distort the gospel, you know, let them be accursed. At one point, he states it even stronger than that. You know, he wishes that they would emasculate themselves. And I, and I think about, Paul's confrontation of Peter when he was playing the hypocrite with Gentile Mm -hmm. believers. So there is a time and a place for strong action, strong words. And so it's it's letting that balance occur where we understand the situation we're in and what's called for, but always with humility. Uh, I just think sometimes we get confused about what humility looks like or sounds like. And sometimes it it can be strong. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Now, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast on our YouTube channel. Or if you would like the audio version of this podcast, you can get that on the podcast app of your choice. For more details about Straight Truth, you can go to straighttruth.net. And there you can find details about our Facebook page and our Twitter page. Remember that Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, which is the preaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more info, go to walkingingrace.org.